Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Celeste Stein Show. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and we are in for a special treat today because I am going to do something I normally don't do, and that is give advice. (laughs) I want to talk a little bit today about how we can all live a more positive and productive life in this new year in 2021 by pretty much setting and meeting our goals. And uh, in addition today to listening and watching on BBS radio and iHeartRadio, you can also catch me on my Instagram where I'm going live for the first time today. Hi everybody on Instagram. Um, You can go to cstein2011 and you'll catch me there on on Instagram today. So um, I look forward to today's show because we are going to be talking about some things for this new year. We have a lot of hopes and, and dreams for this new year. Uh, we're glad to get 2020 behind us, but it is time to focus and get back on track for 2021. And so I have a lot to cover today and really want to get into some very interesting topics as it comes uh, in the form of mind, body, and spirit and and getting on track for this new year. Uh, Before I go on, I do want to give you an 800 number that I have that you are free to call in uh, into today's show. If you have questions as I'm talking, you're not uh, sure about something that I'm covering today, please feel free to call the 800 number. It is 1-888-627-6008. That number again is 1-888-627-6008. So I look forward to you guys calling in. Um, love to, to have some discussion with you. And if you're a little shy and you don't want to be on, that is fine. It is radio, but obviously on um, Apple Podcasts and on the YouTube channel, um, you will definitely see me. If you don't want to be on, you can always um, just send the question in the chat and I will read your question for you. If not, if you'd like to come on, that's fine too. Go uh, get your powder puff and whatever else you might need, and you can join us in in just a moment as we get into today's topic. So I want to make sure that we cover a lot of things in today's show, which is titled New Year, New You. Um, There are so many things that we have endured. We think about um, here in Nashville, where I reside, uh, we have had quite a year. We started off the year in March in the first quarter. We had a tornado here, and uh, the area I live in was actually um, dubbed a national disaster zone um, by the federal government, uh, which meant a lot of things. So we were already struggling. And then right after that, we had the quarantine with COVID. And so that also has been quite a a struggle and tumultuous time that we've had here uh, in the city of Nashville. But followed up just recently on Christmas Day uh, with an explosion in downtown Nashville on 2nd Avenue. Uh, Woke up Christmas morning and found out that the historic district of Nashville, which some of those buildings um, in downtown 
had been there since the 1800s. And, um, you know, we try hard in this city to preserve um, our history and preserve a lot of, of what we have. And I mean, that particular area, that's where you have the Wild Horse Saloon and the Spaghetti Factory. That's where my husband and I had our first date many, many moons ago. And so to have that area just be uh, shut down, I mean, that's going to affect us for a long time in terms of tourism. But I want you to know that in spite of all those things, we're still here. And so that's the good news. And we need to think about and focus on what we are trying to achieve and accomplish in this new year. So there's so many things that, um, as I was, I was thinking um, and preparing for today's show, that I want to make sure that I go over and I cover. And like I said, if you have questions, please don't be shy about calling in. The 800 number is 888-627-6008. So today's topic, a new year, a new you. Um, I want to cover a few tips, as I call them, um, that I hope will lead to your success and mine in the new year um, as we cover some topics related to mind, body, and spirit. Um, I want to make sure that we kind of think about things and approach things from a positive mindset and um, think about um, how do we maintain that positive mindset and basically achieve some of the goals that we have for ourselves. So I want to talk about how we think about uh, formulating um, a plan for the year and coming up with, um, you know, our particular goals. What is it that we are trying to accomplish and achieve? As one who has worked on a PhD while working and uh, in, in some cases teaching as well, you have to learn how to balance a lot in your life. Um, I'm also married. I have a family. I have children. And so it is no easy accomplishment, let me tell you, to uh, balance all those things at the same time. Uh, But if you stay focused and you set your goals, you can achieve those goals. So um, I want to talk about success as well as uh, failure and how do we how do we turn things so that we are uh, successful. So we think about usually this time of year, beginning of the year, many of us set goals for ourselves. We think about, you know, maybe getting fit or leading a healthier lifestyle. And certainly that sounds uh, simple enough. However, um, we'll, we'll start off strong. A lot of times you'll go to the gym, you see uh, the gym is packed out first of the year. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you go maybe two months later and it's about 50% of the people that were there at the beginning of the year, you know, they're no longer there. And then, you know, towards the end of the year, it's just falling off altogether. Or in a year like we've had this past year, uh, COVID year, you can't even get to the gym, right? So how do you maintain success, um, you know, when it's hard as it is, but okay, um, you know, how are you able to um, still maintain and achieve some of those goals? So I look at what is the real issue here? And for me, when it comes to lifestyle, health and wellness and fitness and all of that, 
Um, for me, the real issue here is motivation. A lot of times um, I start off and I'm very motivated, but then I lack motivation. So what is it that we do or can do to keep ourselves motivated? Um, sometimes we might need an experience um, life coach. You know, we're all put here for a reason. And I believe that reason is often to help one another. We can't always do things in and of ourselves. So sometimes we have to rely on others and we have friends and, and family. If we don't, we need to maybe uh, broaden our horizons and, and, and start to get to know people and talk to them. Um, people that are, are positive people who are successful people. And so we're going to get into defining um, that as well as, as I get into this conversation, because sometimes um, we are attracted to wrong people, wrong individuals when it comes to mindset and, and our, our lifestyle and what we're trying to do. So we want to think about um, who we can surround ourselves with that will actually help us in a positive way in achieving the goals that we have. And so we, you know, might need an experienced health coach or a life coach um, who can help us along the way uh, as we we try to come up with what it is that we're um, trying to achieve. Because sometimes, let's face it, if we lack motivation, you know, it really helps to have friends or family or other people around you who surround you who motivate you. Um, and I think when I was in school, at Regent University working on my doctoral degree, I had several girlfriends uh, calling my sister docs that I would get together with um, and we would motivate each other. I have one that uh, uh, every year uh, or every semester, excuse me, I would say, um, boy, I have a lot on my plate. I have a lot going on. So I tell you what, I think I'm just gonna take one class I'll just do maybe one a semester. And she's like, no, we're taking three classes, you know? So she would motivate me and I'd be like, I don't know how in the heck I'm doing this, but we would get together and um, we'd have our little study groups and study sessions. And somehow, you know, I'm Dr. Stein now. And they, thankfully there are people in the world like that that can help us and help uh, motivate us. So um, shout out to, to the sister docs. Then... Uh, I want to say that as one who uh, has successfully lost 85 pounds back in 2016, I realized that I actually had to make some drastic changes in my life. You know, you can go along uh, in your life and think that everything is, is uh, going along as, as you would like it to be, but you look and you've put on some weight and, and, you know, you're like, man, I'm having to deal with, um, you know, health issues and, and certain things that uh, are not what they should be for our lives, you know. And so I want to um, talk about what motivated me. Um, first and foremost was my, my doctor and my family history. You know, when you have family members that have had heart disease or have died from heart attacks or strokes or uh, have diabetes or sleep apnea, allergies, asthma, all those things, of course, the list goes on. You know, you really, at some point in your life, have to make a serious decision as to whether you want to go along the way you've always been going 
and be destined to perhaps the same fate? Or are you going to stop, look at what you're dealing with and make the change? And so uh, when I, I think about some of the things that I did, um, I had to end up hiring an exercise physiologist and I hired uh, a nutritionist. And, you know, I, I think about uh, the exercise physiologist that I hired. Uh, his name is Jason. Jason um, <laughs> used to pre-COVID come to my house and, um, you know, we would work out for an hour. And, you know, a lot of times people don't see that hard work that you're doing, but you're growing and you're changing. But he would come here at like six in the morning and we would work out for for an hour and and stretch and and uh, do some of the hard work. But one of the things that he would do that um, really helped me and helped me motivate me in losing those eighty five pounds was that he also was really good with um, diet um, and what it was that I was eating. So uh, he would tell me, you know, hey, he would slip in, hey, um, I, I'm, I've been growing some uh, spinach in my garden. I've been growing, <laughs> you know, this and that. And then he would bring me uh, some of that. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I maybe put it in my smoothie or, or what have you. But he had a kind of a slick way of, of motivating me, which I really like. One of the other things, um, you know, he studied martial arts for many years and, and I did as well. And so he was able to uh, incorporate, you know, some kickboxing and things like that into the exercise routine. And he would often um, make it where it was, um, you know, something different each time. So those are things that help and that motivate me. Um, I will say, you know, in the past, you know, I worked out with people who, basically uh, would have me, you know, working same hours, you know, I may be getting up at like four or five in the morning, going into the gym, doing all this stuff. And I find that I just was not meeting my goals. So you have to sometimes really work hard to seek out the right person for you that's going to help you in achieving the goal that you set for yourself. And so that's something that's important. It's an important part of success. Um, sometimes you may go down a certain path or go a certain way and you're thinking, hey, this is the right thing to do. But at the end of the day, you do an assessment and you find, oh, I'm not losing weight or I am not becoming more physically fit. What is the problem? And so you do have to kind of have a system of checks and balances and go back sometimes and see what it is that you're doing or not doing that can change and um, help your success. Um, one thing um, I would say about health and fitness too, is that um, some people might be like, well, I don't have that kind of money. It's been a rough year and what have you. But one of the things I would say to you is that pay me now or pay me later, but you're going to pay me. Um, you know, when it comes to our health, um, if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't do the things um, that you need to do in terms of eating right and, and exercising and being consistent with those things, you're going to end up at some point where things are falling apart. And so you have to have that maintenance. It's like, um, if you don't take your car into the shop all year, I guarantee you when you finally do take it, 
it's going to be quite a bill and there are going to be some things that you, you know, end up having to pay all at once. Whereas if you had, you know, gone in and done the oil changes, you know, kept yourself up over the, the time and the years, well, it would have been a little bit better for you. So those are things that we have to think about um, so that we don't end up having to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars um, to, you know, cover a more serious health issue because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. We, we spent, you know, 30, 40 years smoking. Oh, now we have a, a, an issue to deal with or we um, never exercised, you know, and now we're overweight. We have, you know, um, high blood pressure or heart disease, et cetera. So we have to do the, the hard work, the preventive maintenance all along. Um, so, you know, nobody tends to see the hard part, the hard work that we do, um, when it comes to mind, body, and spirit, but I'm hoping that as we talk about this today, that, that some of the things we talk about will motivate you today as well. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, people will compliment you when they're seeing the success, but sometimes that's not happening. And so if you're not seeing that, that can be a Debbie Downer. However, you sometimes have to be your biggest cheerleader. Let me repeat that again. You sometimes have to be your biggest cheerleader, even when you're not seeing the results that you want to see. Keep going. Keep going. Do not give up. You will get there. And so, I just want to say, you know, be encouraged. Um, it is always going to be uh, sometimes where it's a little bit harder, a little bit more of a struggle, but you'll get there. Just keep going and you will see the results. And so um, when it comes to people complimenting you and stuff like that, don't get too stuck on that because um, when it comes to advice and what people are saying or not saying, you really have to be careful in watching who you actually take advice from. Okay. In terms of goals, you have to have people around you who are supportive and you have to sometimes be selective in that. Sometimes you have to cut people off that are not helping you in moving towards your goal. So, there's sometimes you'll find people are over here, over there trying to give marriage advice or what have you. Um, they may be online or what have you, but maybe they've never been married um, or they're divorced or even more than that. They may have been married 10 or 11 times. Now, I'm not saying they don't have something that uh, might be information that could help you, you know, there might be some things they could tell you, but if you are trying to be successful at something, you might want to seek out advice from someone who has succeeded at whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. You know, I've been married 27 years. Has it been a piece of cake, uh, easy? I'll say absolutely not. However, I can assure you that when I needed assistance, um, I was very careful in terms of the advice, uh, very cautious uh, in terms of the advice I sought out from other people. Um, very few people, you know, uh, would be in my 
space in terms of talking about those things. And so you really want to make sure that you are um, selective in terms of the counselors you keep, the people that you have around you. Um, You know, one thing I think about is I have had people who I think um, I would deem as highly successful who were able to share their wisdom and some of their experiences with me. And I don't know about you. Some people it takes, they got to bang their head up against the wall. Boom, boom, a couple of times before they get it. But I'm the type I'm like, "Mm, I'm listening. You know, if you're telling me something that makes sense and what have you, I try to listen. I try to learn from your experiences and I try not to um, repeat those things. At this point, um, I'm going to take a quick break. Um, We have a little commercial that we're going to play in here um, that uh, we're going to go to, and uh, we'll be back right after this. Domestic violence between intimate partners is expected to rise by 20% during and coming out of the quarantine shutdown, according to the United Nations Population Fund. There are steps you can take to protect yourself. Don't wait for an abuser to hurt you. Call the police if you feel threatened in any way. If you can't resolve a conflict and your abuser begins to stalk you, it might be time for an order of protection. Once you get it, carry it with you and show it to police if you must call them. For more information on how to keep yourself safe or take out an order of protection, call the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. That number again, 1-800-238-1443. Or visit our website at www.las.org. Hi, I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and we're back on BBS and iHeartRadio to talk a little bit about New Year, New You. And we're talking about our goals, you know, some of the things that we want to accomplish in the new year and how we can achieve some of those things um, instead of having, um, you know, what do they say? Insanity is um, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, we want to see some different results. And so sometimes we have to do things a little bit differently to be able to, you know, get um, a different result. So next, I'd like to talk a little bit about proper planning. As we try to achieve our goals, there's a saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so as an event planner for many years, much of the success that I think I've had has uh, or can be attributed to uh, consideration of some of the most minute details. You know, I think of it like a little bit like figure skating. Oh, everything is fine and looks great while they're out there skating around, but when there's uh, something was missed or, or there's a detail, they, they trip or they fall, you forget because it looks like these Olympic skaters. It looks like, wow, man, I could get out there and do that. But then you get out there and you're like, whoop, whoop, falling all over the place. So, you know, you have to have some preparation. You know, a person who's skating uh, as an Olympic athlete, Olympic skater, 
you know, there's been, there've been years of uh, preparation for them to be able to get out there and make it look easy and graceful as it is. And so a lot of times when you're planning something, you want to think about all the details that sometimes go into that planning. Now, I know everybody isn't that way. Some of us, our makeup is where we are more, um, I guess, detail-oriented or analytical, and then others, um, and that's me, but we have others who are certainly more big-picture people, and these are people who are sort of visionaries. They're thinking, you know, down a year ahead, five years down the road, what is it I'm trying to get to or achieve? And so sometimes I have to remind myself that I am very detail-oriented. So, you know, it takes a lot of planning, but those two personality types, when they get together um, or you remind yourself, hey, I have to be thinking down the road too, you can really push yourself to achieve in a way that maybe you haven't uh, ever achieved before. So it's important to think about long range planning, but also what is it that I have to do to actually get where I'm trying to go to achieve the goal? Because half the battle too, is once you plan, sticking to it. You know, don't just say you're going to do something and you never do it. There's so many people like that. They, they claim, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, you know, you'll see them a few months later. It's like, well, what about that? You're going to be doing blah, blah, blah. You haven't heard nothing, you know. So you need to um, stick to whatever it is you set out. Once you made up your mind, don't give up. Keep going. Don't give up you will in that way achieve your goal. And so I think that um, sometimes big people, big uh, picture people, I'll say, don't always get this, you know. Um, they really don't think about all of the planning and the preparation that really has to go into making a particular event a success. And so if this describes you, please make sure that you involve detail-oriented people like me to help you. I'm going to give a little plug. I have a company also on the side, uh, Bishop Stein and Associates Public Relations that I've had for 20 years. And so um, those are things that are so important sometimes if you need assistance when doing um events or just trying to achieve a goal, you know, uh, especially people who are like uh, very um, creative in the music business and stuff like that. Sometimes you need people to kind of help you um, to formulate the the uh, marketing strategy, the vision, how are you going to get to where it is um, that you are trying to go. Um, as I'm about to get into my next point, I want to remind you that we have a 1-800 number that you can call in if you should have questions, because I'm going to talk a little bit about finances coming up, and that's typically where a lot of people have questions, but that number is 1-888-627-6008, one 627-6008. So I'd love for you to call in with any questions that you may have. And uh, don't feel that, uh, you know, anything is too far-fetched. So I would appreciate uh, hearing from you guys today in this wonderful new year. How exciting is it? Um, the next point, um, talking about the people that you surround yourself with in your inner circle. Uh, the first thing I'd like to say is, Try to stay away from toxic people. 
this is hard sometimes because these people are fun people. Usually, (laughs) you know, they may be encouraging you to do things that, you know, you shouldn't be doing. However, um, when it comes to your inner circle and trying to be successful, you really want to uh, make sure that you move away from those people in your life that might be toxic. So how do we identify what one might be considered as toxic? You know, I like to say that uh, those people who are not feeding into your life, I mean, it's not all about me or it's not all about you, but it should be some give and take at some point. It should be some balance in your life. And when I say that, you know, if they're always coming to you for something but you never feel like you can go to them if you have a question about something or a concern, you know, that's a situation where you're, you're being drained. You're being drained of all your energy and and everything you're trying to do. And so it's okay to have those people because everyone needs mentors. Everyone needs people that will help them. But at the same time, you've got to surround yourself with people that are going to help you also. You are important. You are special. You are unique. And you also need to be moving ahead and forging ahead. And so it shouldn't always be someone coming to you. You have to have people in your life that you can go to and that you can go to for help and you know, ask a, a particular question that will help you in getting to where you want to go. Um, I'm going to take another quick break and we're going to, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things, um, that you should use to identify toxic people and ways you can kind of get out of, of always being in a cycle where you're dealing with toxic people. So we'll be back right after this. Thank you for watching. Who's that on their phone? It's no one. Just my mom calling to check on me. When it comes to relationships, there are warning signs you can use to determine if someone might be dangerous. A tendency to want to rush into a relationship, persistent jealousy and mistrust, an expectation that you will be perfect, cutting you off from relationships like with family and friends, and abuse towards animals and children. If you would like to learn more about the warning signs of dangerous individuals and what legal options you have to avoid or end unhealthy relationships, contact the Legal Aid Society at 1-800-238-1443. That number again, 1-800-238-1443. Or visit us online at www.las.org. Welcome back. We are back on with the Celeste Stein Show. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein, and we were on the point of toxic people, and that commercial was a prime example of of, um, uh, the Legal Aid Society of, you know, ways you can get out of a situation where you might be in a toxic uh, environment or relationship with someone. And so, um, you, I think sometimes if you've been in a relationship with someone for a very long time, um, and cycles keep repeating themselves, you may not actually realize anymore that you're in a relationship with someone who is toxic or who might be a narcissist or something of that nature. So you have to, first of all, think, you know, 
where am I in this? You know, is this benefiting me? Am I developing into the person I am trying to be? Am I growing? Um, do I feel comfortable? Do I feel confident? Am I safe? Um, those are things that are important because if you don't, if you know, like uh, if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it says that if your physiological needs at the base level are not being met, those are things like food, shelter, water, safety. If those things aren't being met, how are you going to achieve uh, the utmost of success? You know, the pinnacle of success. You're not because you have to have those basic things, according to Abraham Maslow, who, you know, was a theorist who thought about, you know, hey, how do we get to where we want to be? So I think um, we have to uh, make sure that we're around people who positively feed into us. We're not, we shouldn't always just be giving and giving into other people. They should be giving um, back and uh, they should be taking your feelings into consideration. Um, and, and everything shouldn't just revolve around them. Um, one thing I want to talk about um, since that commercial just played is abuse. Um, one thing um if someone is abusive towards you, to me, that's a real game changer. If they hit you, if they talk down to you or belittle you all the time, you need to start moving away. You know, yesterday I was on TikTok and I was watching and there was this woman on there and uh, man, she came on and she had a battered face. She was bleeding and what have you and crying. And she was saying something to the effect of, um, is it okay to not be okay? And she basically said she was not okay. And um, I looked at that and I actually, I sent a message because I feel like um, in that type of situation, that's a game changer. You are not to stay. Um, there's nothing that says you should or, or you know, uh, I can understand why people do. You think of like I can Tina Turner and that story and she stayed in that abusive relationship for many, many years. It was verbally abusive. It was physically abusive. But, but as I say that, I'm thinking abuse is not just towards women. Sometimes it can be men too. So don't just think I'm, I'm being one-sided here, but there, there can be abuse on both sides of the fence. And I'm not encouraging anyone to stay in a relationship where you feel you, you're not, you know, 100% you, and you don't feel comfortable or you're being, um, physically abused, if not mentally abused. So you've got to get out of that type of situation, especially in this new year, there's too much going on. You do not need all of that in your life. And I would strongly encourage you to, to get people in your life. Sometimes I know it's not the easiest thing to just be able to get away, but I can tell you that, you know, you might want to contact a domestic violence shelter or, um, if you don't, you know, especially if you don't have friends or family that you may be able to go to or move in with while dealing with that type of situation, um, you might even have to take out an order of protection against uh, someone if um, you are in that type of situation. But I would say that um, 
sometimes, um, you know, if you can um, talk to someone, you can plan. We were talking about proper planning. You can't just always just leave. You may not have the finances to do that. And unfortunately, during COVID-19, a lot more people are in situations that they can't easily um, just leave or get out of because they're financially stressed. And so know that there are still organizations and, and um like the Legal Aid Society or domestic violence shelters that you can call um, and get help or assistance with. Uh, make sure if someone is not treating you like the king or the queen that you know that you are um, and you're being physically or verbally abused, again, you need to get out of that situation. It may take a little bit of planning, but sometimes uh, if you are injured, what you need to get out. Don't value yourself, you know, value yourself. All right. The next thing I want to talk about that's a big issue are finances. Um, obviously, as I mentioned, 2020 was a rough year for many who lost their jobs, their homes, family members and friends due to COVID. Um, so where does this leave folks? Um, I think, first of all, I'd say that we must stop focusing on the past and all of the things that didn't go well. Sometimes when we do this, this tends to have a negative spiraling effect on us. And so um, we don't want to do that. We want to start to take time out, take a minute and basically focus on what we do want in our lives. So in order to achieve, to achieve many of the goals that we have, surely we need money, not always, but I will say it will make certain things in our lives a little bit easier if we're not foolish with that, the money that we have. So we have to start you know, basically by budgeting. And I want to talk about that because um, I feel like uh, I can kind of date back since I've been around for a minute. Um, when my husband and I first got married 27 years ago, we used to fuss and fight about money because I'd like to try to keep it and he'd like to try to spend it. So uh, this was not a good situation. You know, we would go back and forth and um, I realized what my issue was. One of the big problems here was that I did not really have a budget. And so what do you have to do to get on track? Because um, you'll never get to own a house or the type of car that you want or those some of the things that you would really like if you don't have this under control. So this is like um, one-on-one in terms of uh, finances, one-on-one, you have to like uh, go in and, and create a budget. And some people don't really know what that means. You know, when you're making money, you have a job, you know, hey, you just kind of, you know, I got to pay my mortgage, I got to pay my rent or what have you. But really what you should be doing is get you, if you if you have Excel, open up an Excel cell excuse me, an Excel spreadsheet, and basically write out all your bills. And when I say all your bills, everything you spend money on each month, whether it be your mortgage, your car note, your utilities, um, your entertainment, your food expenses like groceries, everything that you spend money on, put it on that sheet and have an estimate or the actual value of what it is that you're spending that money on. Then look at your salary. How much money are you bringing in? And balance that against what's on the spreadsheet. And if you will quickly see whether you are making 
less than what you are bringing home and earning. And a lot of times as people are starting out, they may have student loans. I know I had four because I, uh, you know, at that time I had finished graduate school and uh, was working and uh, working in television. I hate to tell you, we didn't make a lot of money and people still don't make a lot of money in television. But anyway, you know, you have to kind of um, really assess that. But just because you don't make a whole lot of money does not mean that you can't be effective in saving money and budgeting. So I want to make sure that you are aware that you, when you do this, it's empowering because it's letting you know, hey, I've at least got X amount left over that I can save. One of the things you want to do when it comes to your finances, you want to save up enough to cover those bills that you put on that sheet and you tally up. You want to have enough money to cover those expenses for at least six months. I guarantee you those people who did that in COVID times, you know, probably are doing okay. But those people who did not and were living paycheck to paycheck, you know, are probably finding a lot of um, terrible things that they're having to deal with um, in terms of issues. So make sure that you, first of all, get a handle on your income and what's going out. And then if you see that you have a negative, um, there are a couple of things that you can do to bring in more income. So first, uh, just some of the things that I've done uh, over the last um, many years, about 30 years <laughs> that have really been helpful, I'd like to pass along to you is the first thing. Um, we all have to have certain things like insurance. Um, so every year I kind of shop my homeowner's insurance and I shop my car insurance. Sometimes you can get discounts for being like a, a good driver, or you can get multi-line discounts. Like let's say you have your car and your house under the same policy. You can uh, use those things um, by bundling and get a lower rate. So that's one of the things I would recommend that you do at least once a year. Sometimes I do it twice a year. If I think it's going a little, it's gone up a little bit, you know, and you can expect it's probably going to be going up uh, with um, everything that's been going on. So now is a really good time for you to get on the phone with your insurance company. And if you don't have it with the same company, your car insurance and your home insurance, put it together and you'll often find out those companies that give uh, at least like a 20% discount. They also give discounts if you're a good driver. And so you want to kind of keep up with, with those things as well. Another thing, um, in terms of uh, your vehicle, like some people, the minute they get out of school, the first thing you want to do is go buy that new car. You know, uh, I lived with a doo-doo brown, brown Ford Escort for many, many, many years before I got the kind of car that I wanted. So sometimes you have to sacrifice a little bit to kind of get what you want. It's not always going to be overnight. But I'll tell you, you know, you sacrifice a little bit today so that you can actually have what you want tomorrow and not live a life that's stressed and being in debt. So one of the things that um, 
I would do and still do to this day is I keep my car as I mean, I'm one of those people, I'll keep a car for like 10 years. It's paid for though. I've paid it off, you know, so that I don't, um, I, you know, have that monthly car note, two or $300 car note. I, I just don't want it, <laughs> you know? So I often uh, also will save up enough money to be able to pay cash for my car as opposed to, um, having it be financed under interest. I remember, um, I won't call any names, but I have a friend who years ago, she said, she was so excited. She was like, I'm getting a new truck. God has allowed me to get this wonderful truck and this and that. And I looked at her and I said, well, how much interest did, you know, or did you get a good interest rate? And she goes, um, I, she said, I'm paying like 19%. I was like, 19%? Oh Lord. I was like, um, I was like, you realize that's like 19 cents on every dollar that you're paying for that car amortized. That means over time, over, you know, however many years you have that car, two years, three years, four years, um, that you're paying on it. So you want to try to get a lower rate, which brings me to my next point is your credit. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get the best rates if you do not have a decent credit score. And so you want to try there. Only about 6% of the population has an excellent credit score. And that would be, you know, I think over like 760, something like that. Um, you, you really want to be checking that. There are free uh, ways you can check. You got to know where you stand. You know, there are ways that you can check your credit score by, uh, going to Credit Karma. That's a free site. You can sign up for that today and know where your credit score is before you, I would say before you try to buy a house, rent an apartment, uh, get a car, anything that might be financed, make sure your credit is in order. If it's not, you're going to have to wait a minute and plan, or you're going to be paying like three times what you should be for the particular thing. So try to, you know, find out what your credit says if you have something that's bad on there, like a judgment or a bankruptcy, it may take a couple of years before those things drop off, like 10 years, seven years. Um, so you should be aware of that. Know that it might take that long, but be at least that way you know what you're dealing with. You have a plan. You can start putting a little bit of money away so that you can be ready when the time comes when those things do fall off to be able to move to the next level, to get that house, to get that car that you always wanted. So check that credit. Uh, also, if you see something on there, nine times out of 10 people have stuff that is inaccurate on the credit report. So you can go in and file a dispute. Do not, I have done this many times. And so they have, um, According to law, they have, I know in, in the state that I'm in, it's, and I believe it's federal, um, you have like, they have 30 days, the credit uh, bureaus have 30 days to reach out to whoever put something on your credit that may not be right. They have to provide proof of what it is that they say it is. And so if they cannot do that, after those 30 days, that thing will drop off and your credit score will likely go up. And increase. So make sure that you're keeping up with that. Know what you're dealing with so that you can move forward and attack whatever is not, you know, what it should be on there. And so um, you can also, uh, your scores might be higher with one of the three credit bureaus like Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. You can get a free report also from them once a year. 
Um, so how do I know all this? I used to be a consumer reporter also. So I used to, uh, actually give a lot of advice on these type of things, um, over the years. So keep that in mind. The other thing I would say, I don't recommend credit card use. Um, you should only, if you can try to keep any credit card use that you have under 10% of the overall amount that, uh, creditors have, um, loans you. Um, I try to keep mine under like 4%. In fact, anytime I use a credit card, um, I pay it off monthly. That way I don't incur any interest or fees on those credit cards. So those are things that you want to do as well to keep your credit in good standing. Because uh, a lot of times when you open a credit and you have, um, they want to know that you're uh, fiscally responsible with the uh, finances that uh, they have. That doesn't mean you spend it all, you know, Um Unless you're you're able to pay that off each month, I would not run up a big tab because it becomes what they call spiraling debt and you'll never get out of it. So make sure that you do kind of think about uh, if you can get, if you have really good credit, you can get a zero interest credit card a lot of times for six months, or you can get um, the promotions, like if you're buying a washer or dryer places like Lowe's or Home Depot, and you can get one of those zero interest deals or rooms to go uh, for, you know, 24 months and be able to pay it off uh, over that time at zero interest. So you want to make sure that you're, you're doing things like that as well. Um, yeah, so I don't recommend credit card use, but if you do use it, make sure it works to your advantage and that you have a zero interest credit card. Otherwise, pay it off, pay it off each month. Um, Cell phones is, are, are something else. I would say keep them as long as you can. Um, but I would say also you don't have to have the latest uh, cell phone. Um, some people, you know, they, they, they're into their gadgets um, and they, they want to have that latest thing. I know I try to keep mine as long as possible and I uh, do things to ensure that I'm not going to have to come out of pocket. Um, I know uh, certain banks may offer if you pay your credit card through your, uh, I mean, excuse me, if you pay your cell phone bill through your credit card, um, they offer insurance protection for that cell phone. So those are things that you may want to look at. Um, That's why you may want to pay that particular bill on your credit card. And then it gives you extra 30 days to pay that monthly uh, expense. Um, So, the other thing uh, that you can do to save money is buy things that you use regularly in bulk, things like um, toilet paper. <laughs> I mean, I know uh, people laughed at me, but I was ordering like two boxes at a time way before COVID. I, I you know, would go on Amazon or wherever and I would go ahead and, and buy these. And so <laughs> my sister called me from Washington, D.C. And she's like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're out of toilet paper. So I might have to get you to send me some. I'm like, ah. anyway, she <laughs> she's like, you know, was running to the store like every week or so to get toilet paper. I'm like, uh-uh, you buy that stuff in bulk because you know you're going to need it. It's a lot cheaper. So I had like two boxes of 80 rolls. So I was set for like the year and that's just what I do. So I would uh, recommend you'll save a lot of money that way and you won't be spending the gas expense running to the store and what have you. You know you're going to need it. So why not, you know, get it. 
The other thing um, you can do to save money, um, you can look at the expenses where you are. And if, if you're upside down, make sure that you think about, should I downsize to a smaller home or apartment um, so that your expenses will be less. And then um, you could also kind of, if you have a more expensive car, you might just need to sell it, just sell it and get a vehicle you can really afford. Those are little things that you can do. And then finally, your recurring charges, like your your utility bills, things like that. Um, We always go through and weatherproof our home. If you feel places where there's a draft around the windows, you can get door protectors and uh, do little things that will keep the heat in in the wintertime and the cool in in the summer. So those, even though it may not seem like a lot, but over time, it will save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, um, just by lowering that recurring charge that keeps coming back over and over again. Um, If you've exhausted all of these means and you're still upside down, one thing, another thing you can do is um, with your budget is to get your budget in order, you can look to make more money until you can pay things off. You may want to take on a part-time job, um, and you can kind of pay everything off. You can do that until you pay everything off, except your monthly recurring charges, like your utilities and your mortgage. So you just have those uh, bills. The other thing, um, if you are married and you have, you know, children and a wife that maybe aren't working, you can also um, kind of uh, look to have them work if they're not working. Um, My kids both worked at the age of like uh, 14 or 15. And I can't tell you, it's been nothing but good for them uh, because, you know, it teaches them a lot. You know, if you work hard, you know, you bring home money and it develops uh, consistency and all kinds of things. So I would definitely recommend that. The other thing you could do is start a side hustle or a business of some sort that won't cost a lot to do. Um, You can look at the needs uh, within your area. Could you babysit? Could you dog sit? Um, There are all kinds of ways you can make extra money and just just think about that or cleaning, starting a cleaning business. uh, With COVID, you know, you might have to buy some special gear and what have you, but hey, you know, there's an opening there. Um, And then um, I'd also uh, would say, If you have not um, done this, you want to save up for a rainy day. Uh, At least six months of all your expenses, put it in the bank. So, and then you can begin next to invest. And so those are little things. Those are little tips I have to kind of get things in order. We're going to be talking about a lot of this stuff in greater detail as we go on. I'm going to have some financial experts, some professionals, some people who can talk to us about investing and doing some of the things that, you know, we need to do to be successful, super successful in this new year. I wish you all a very healthy, wealthy and prosperous new year in 2021. It's got to get better. Stay positive. Remove those things and people out of your life that are not doing you well, that are toxic. 
move forward and uh, you're going to do well. This is going to be a year like no other. And so I, I speak into your life positivity. I speak into your life finances today and that you just have the most miraculous 2021 you've ever had in your life. I'm your host, Dr. Celeste Stein. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back in two weeks where we will be talking about mortgages and refinancing your home, whether it's now uh, a good time to do that. And uh, certainly if you like what you heard today, you can also catch me on Apple Podcasts for more important topics like the one you heard today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.